Hello, hello. Welcome to another Shed and Podcast. I am Professor X. And I'm Mikey B. And let's get into the matchups of the weekend. First matchup, Crystal Palace versus Newcastle. Was it Crystal? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. I was looking uh, at Sunday. Yeah, I was looking at last week. <laughs> my corrections. Burnley versus Everton. Burnley versus Everton. Which uh, is unique. It's a unique matchup. And I don't understand how Everton is dropping so far. Everton. The Everton of the first three weeks compared to the Everton that's walking out on the pitch right now is totally different. A 1-1, a draw with with Burnley means that you're mid-table or below. Right. I mean, the, the only positive that you can really take out of this game is that Everton came from behind to draw. But I is mean, it really from behind? Let's be honest. A 1-1, like if, if Burnley scored two and then you came back to draw it, I, I can give that to you. That's no. that's a draw that's coming back from the back. A one one just means you just leveled the playing field. It's not it's not a comeback. Yeah. It, it, it's nothing special. It's kind of like a generic. It's a generic like oh let me try to find something positive. The only other thing I could actually say is maybe like Dominic Calvin Lewin scored a goal. So I, I don't want to talk too but, bad about Everton because we're playing them this weekend. But and Everton has Chelsea's number for the most part. Yeah, like. If if we would if they were gonna say I would everybody saying that Chelsea's the best team in the world right now, they're saying it's Bayern Munich and Chelsea right now that have the strongest depth. Everton would be the one to shut us up, and I I don't want that, so I'm not gonna be too harsh to let the soccer gods kick us too far now. Yeah. Now second game, Man City Fulham. Man City did their job. Yeah, they they won the game. It was they did their job. Eventful first half, I guess. The two goals of the game came then. After that, it was kind of just autopilot. It felt like not much, at least you know it, to me. You know what's kind of cool, though? What? So this year, they, they were putting out the, the stats of the midfielders. Mason Mount and De Bruyne are like neck and neck on stats as midfielders. Yeah. It, it, I, I think, uh, what is it, assists and goals, too? Yeah, yeah they're like pretty... Uh, I mean, kudos from Mason Mount's perspective. He's considerably younger, so if he can keep that form. Consistency? He is the heir apparent to Lampard. I'm telling you right now, heir apparent I, to I don't Lampard. Wanna, I don't want to jinx him too much, but he he loves football. He lives and breathes football. Oh. He's been doing that since he started the club in, in the youth squad. And uh, the kid looks good. He looks good. Do you know who apparently, and I'm sorry guys, I'm using air quotes, apparently looks good, but uh, after today's results, just goes to revalidate that they're nothing special and they're a shambles of a team? West Ham versus Man United. You know what's funny about that though? So Man United can't put it together in this aspect. Uh, Either they're going to win Champions League games or they're going to win Premier League games, but they can't win them both. Well, they don't have to worry about Champions League anymore. Yeah, because you're going to Europa. <laughs> you're going to the Europa League. Uh, I actually felt bad. I mean, you guys know, like, my bias towards Man United was super strong that in the Fergie days. Like, it ruined years for me. So it's interesting for me to see 
a group, yeah, a group of Man United fans that know nothing of the Man United glory years, and it's just like it's so crazy because like you, you know lived in fear of them for you know a while. I love, what I love more than anything else is they're one hundred percent backing Ollie. Yeah, they are. They're with no doubts, with no doubts at all. They are one hundred percent backing Ollie, and. I think Ali stays a whole nother year regardless if he loses out. I I think he has to try to hit a top four. But to be honest, I'm not 100% sure. And guys, we're running into some small technical yeah, difficulties. Yeah, sorry about that. If you, if you hear a little bit of background noise, my uh, phone is deciding to, uh, I don't know, do its own thing. Come on, Apple. Get it together. But we'll move on to the next game, Man United. You won a game that you should win, that we just didn't expect you to win because of your form. And uh, you're finally uh, uh, stating what we're all, we've all thought. Paul Pogba is He's only a- playing for himself. Correct. And he does not play for a team. And um, he's definitely not playing for Man United right now. No. And you know what? To West Ham's uh, credit, you had fans back. Blowing bubbles in the air. You had some calls not go your way. Listen, we can start a support group. Dial 1-800-CHELSEA because the same thing has happened to us against Man United. We've got some pretty bad calls not go our way. So, uh, yeah, Man United winning just means that we get to prolong Ollie there, which in the long run makes them... Like non relevant, it's a non relevant also team. means that they're not hiring Ponchettino, yeah. And Ponchettino will go to a better team. Um, next game though, Chelsea, Chelsea v- beating Bielsa in his deep squat, yeah. His deep squat, Ugh. like Frank Lampard, he looked disturbed, yeah. A couple of times looked he Bielsa. looked over at Bielsa, Bielsa's just like. Like in a full squat. Death stare, like stoic, but in a squat. Um, you know, Leeds, Leeds did what Leeds was going to do. Um, it's funny, though, because we were saying, like, this was a... This was kind of a different Leeds in the essence of their old moniker, Dirty Leeds. But towards the end of the game... They started. They started bring exercise, uh, bringing back those old demons. Patrick Bamford. Uh, I, I how you feeling? I can't say what I want to say. How, how you feeling, <laughs> Pat? How you feeling? I did see Reese James throw you on your back after you did your little Zoltan celebration after your goal. That made me feel. I, I don't know about you guys. Um, Whatever he has against, this is what I don't understand. Is like when fans treat you badly on a team and you leave and you come back to play that team, I can see you wanting to celebrate, right? I, I would like, I would, I could see you wanting to rub it in their face. Like if Murata came to us and scored. Correct, correct, it. exactly. But Patrick Bamford, you might have issues with, um, with maybe the backroom staff, but you, you shouldn't have any issues. With, with the fans, like the fans, for uh, I was one of those. Like, hey, is Patrick Bamford gonna get a chance? Now, this is pre Lampard. This is pre giving the youth a shot. So he was sent away. Cool. 
he comes back and he decides to freaking celebrate. And that rubbed me the wrong way. It really did. My my favorite part of that celebration, though, (laughs) is he stole it from Dude, Where's My Car? And all he did was the Zoltan sign. I laughed so hard about that. But also, you're dirty now because I know exactly what you were doing with Reese. And Reese had to throw you on your back to get you off his arm. And the best part about it was not only did Reese throw you down, he just threw you to the ground, but he also stared at you while you got up. And what did Patrick Bamford do? Nothing. Nothing. He didn't even he didn't even talk to him. He didn't even get into his face. He just looked away. He just looked away. Like a child. It, like exactly. And then just started picking at his bandage that got a little loose. Also, uh Bielsa, you might want to go find a keeper that is a little bit older than twelve. Oh my gosh, yes. I was, I was like, are, are there like work permit laws? Like, are there like like he age like, restrictions? He looked like Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> but uh, Patrick Bamford, on a football note, serious note, it's it, it, was, it was a beautiful goal. You know, you took ch- the the one thing that I take from Patrick Bamford is the one thing that I kind of point towards Timo Werner. Patrick Bamford on a team like Leeds. You're not going to get many opportunities. You're not going to get it against the bigger opposition. So when you get a chance, you have to capitalize on it. Patrick Bamford capitalized on it. Bam. It came from nowhere. It was a counterattack that was not replicated ever again throughout the game. Timo Werner, every time I play him, now I do know he is out of position, but it seems that he is one of those strikers that needs like like four or five practice shots in a game before he starts hitting that rhythm. That... How about you take those practice shots before you come out? Yeah, like that's not going to work out for me. That's not going to work out for me because, again, Chelsea has talent, but when Chelsea starts moving up in the Champions League, we are still unproven talent. So teams like Bayern, teams like... um, Bayern. That's pretty much the only real threatening I, team right actually, now. PSG, I, no, I guess. No, the, uh, the team that I actually think will be very dangerous if we end up drawing them uh, the first round is just because of their defense is Atletico. Yeah, I can see Atletico is a dangerous team. Atletico is not a dangerous team uh, offensively. They're a very dangerous team defensively, which is scary because if they, they hit a counterattack, then you're not expecting it. Right. I'm not scared of PSG. I think our depth of squad's too good. We have better mental uh, fortitude than PSG. And I'm a PSG fan, but the actually, Chelsea's better. To be honest, and I actually was watching um, uh, the pregame before before the, uh, the game today in the Champions League with Chelsea, and most fans are stating this, and I, I concur with them on this, is people are scared to play Chelsea. Yeah. This is the first year in Champions League where we basically won out our group and people don't want to draw Chelsea because of our depth of squad. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, a team that, first off, Captain America back to back at it, scoring, looking more, 
I'm telling you, Pula root is a thing. It, it is, is a, thing. a thing. It is. It grows and it blossoms. I think Ali Giroud will be Chelsea's starting uh, striker until the winger situation resolves itself. There's too many injuries in the wings, which is ironic because Mikey B and I, at the beginning of the season, were like, oh, we have so many wingers. That's the one spot we don't have to worry about. <laughs> so Werner's still going to stay on, on the edge there. Havertz... You, Boy, you gotta you gotta wake up. This game now, Champions League game today. He looked actually. Did he play? Yeah, he played. He looked better, but against Leeds United, I mean, he looked all sorts of out of rhythm. All he sorts looked of out, out of rhythm. rhythm. He looked out of rhythm for the first. I, I think it also eighty nine minutes. <laughs> it, it it's also getting used to playing with Timo. It's getting yeah. used to like the rest of the team. Has played with Havertz and Timo, but like for for Pulisic, he's only played with Drew up that front at that at that point. It's true. So I think for him, it's trying to get used to their dynamics because he's not the number one focal point anymore. Yeah. So getting used to that, I think it'll take a little bit of time. But um, with him and Drew and Timo right now, I think we're fine. I think it'll. I think Zayach will be out for like three weeks. I think. Uh, uh, Cho will be out for probably another week or two. Um, I think Oof. we might not see them until either the last games of uh, December or until after uh, we come back in January. Yeah. Apparently, the soccer, the football gods have seen a fit that we cannot bestow the world with Zayic and Pulisic at the same time. So that will still have to wait. But Chelsea came from behind. Because just to let everybody oh. know, our best front three on paper would be Pulisic on the left, uh, Timo Werner in the center, and uh, Zayac on the right. Truth. That's the most pacey front probably in the Premier League. Very, very true. Now we'll move on to West Brom versus Crystal Palace, which again, West Brom got a red card, which it was a red card. He really did throw a kick. I mean, that dude threw like a Maguire kick into Aspie. It's you know what might be. It is funny. You should say that Maguire's kick looked worse. Like I, I like the only the only solace that I could see out of that was I wanted I wanted the referee to be watching that game just to just to show that VAR rest everybody proved that Maguire should have gotten a red card. You mean, but you're forgetting it's Mar. So That's when true. you're playing against That's Manchester true. United, the the VAR turns into Mar and those calls go for Manchester United. That is true. And I forgot that yeah, VAR actually reviewed the Harry Maguire kick and they, they deemed it that that's apparently back when you know VAR was Mar, but now it's VAR. We'll see. Connor Gallagher. That was the highlight. As a Chelsea fan, that was a highlight. He scored the solitary goal for West Brom. And Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Five to one. Crystal Palace. Essentially, right now is kind of like the Jets. Um, and here's my thing. I believe Roy Hodgson at the end of that match actually went into the locker room pissed off and he went pissed off because i think he's like you know what we wasted goals on west brom because 
it is very hard to come by from for goals for Crystal Palace. So to put five versus West Brom, you hope you didn't put all your eggs in that I think basket. The, the one stat that I was very surprised about though was Zaha still has not scored a hat trick in his entire career. Yeah. So uh, Crystal Palace, the story of two what ifs or what could have been or phenoms that just ended up not being horrible. I mean, you're you're at the top flight of, of football, so you have to have some talent, but not the phenom status, not that A-list Ballon d'Or chasing type player in Wilfred Zaha and Christian Benteke. Like both of these guys at one point were on a trajectory to stardom and it just seemingly like a thief in the night just dissipated for them. And now we'll move on to Sheffield United versus Leicester City. And Leicester City did what they were supposed to. They probably should have kept a clean sheet, but uh, the game was lackluster. Jamie Vardy. It was beautiful. I mean, I was watching that game. You're like, oh, Vardy. He was flirting with it, flirting with it the entire time. And then just Jamie Vardy does what Jamie Vardy does. Before we move to the next guy, I I saw a meme that was talking about or, you know, for my Spanish contingency, man, man, uh, where it was like Jamie Vardy at 33. And it's like him winning the uh, winning the Premier League, at, at winning the Golden Boot, Wayne Rooney at 33. And it's him playing for Derby County. Like, like <laughs> so I, don't get me wrong. Wayne Rooney has had a crazy career. He's won so many things. But, you know, if, you're, if you want to end on a high note, I don't think Rooney's ending on a high note. But I digress. It's depending on if he be, he get, becomes a very good manager or not. That's true. To be honest. That is true. Beer uh, game strong, though. Props. Tottenham versus Arsenal. Thank you, Tottenham. Thank you, Jose. Thank you for... Um, I know you're at the top of the table, and uh, you know Chelsea's back in, I think, third? I think we're in third city yeah, right yeah, now yeah, because yeah. of Liverpool. Um but you know what? It was worth it. It was worth watching Jose do all of his celebrations during the game. It was worth watching Arsenal drop down to the 15th, getting very, very close to relegation. Uh, it's it's a very entertaining year uh, to watch Arsenal uh, plummet to where they are. The only bad part is uh, watching players like Hector Bellerin look bad. Watch, But at the end of the day... That team is falling apart, but it looks like they're not even questioning Arteta. They're just, they're just no, trying. They, they need to back him. I, 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 Arteta is a good is is a good manager. Do they back him if they get relegated? I don't. I mean, the likelihood of them if they get relegated, hell no, he's not. Arsenal's never not been in the top flight since their inception. So this would be, I mean, this would be a black spot on their history. Um, I, but I, I'm but I don't think I don't think they're gonna get rele- I don't think they're gonna I get relegated. Do. I hope they. Do. I mean, so I, I can hope they do just for for shits and giggles. The way they're playing um, right now, the way yeah, they're playing right I mean, now, I could. I'm, they're losing to bad teams and they're losing to good teams. Hey guys, they're losing to everything. Thanks, thanks for picking up Will on. This is what he does. You mean Mr. Inconsistent? Correct. Um, Apparently, Aubameyang and Willon had a uh, talk to one another. Said, listen. Or like, Willon's like, listen, this is what you do. You hold out. You get the best contract possible. 
and then you just go MIA. Obama Young Watch 2020. Will he come out? Will he like he has done nothing? And I I feel bad for Lacazette because Obama Young disappearing makes Lacazette like look worse. And if the craziest part is nope. I don't hear many people talking about Obama Young. Like all the pressure's been on Lacazette. Oh, he's. I'm like, but, but Obama you Young beats him the time. ball, and you paid him a, a crap load of money. Like my wh- favorite meme though, <laughs> my favorite meme is, is Tottenham winning the Premier League gets overshadowed by Arsenal getting relegated. So even though Tottenham wins the Premier League, <laughs> nobody cares because Arsenal got relegated. Yeah, I mean Son. What is it? Harry Kane assists to Son for the goal and then vice versa. Uh, all the goals, again, came from the first half. Second half, to me, was... It was boring. It wasn't... I mean, there wasn't anything really too, like... At least at least not to me. Maybe it to others with lower standards. Maybe it was It wasn't boring tantalizing. in the sense, it, If you watch the sidelines, it wasn't Correct. Boring. That game... I would have been fine never watching what was actually happening on the pitch. Just watching Jose. Because Jose was trolling Arsenal. Now here's the thing. I we'll see what the transfer what the with what the January transfer window goes. From watching this team, from watching this team, and this is not because this is not because I'm a Chelsea fan and like Hell will free this over if Tottenham won the Premier uh, would win win the league. But Tottenham doesn't win the league. They don't like watching them play. It really does rest on unless Harry it, Kane and Son's shoulders. Unless they spend a crap load of money. If Daniel Levy opens a pocketbook, they could they could make a run. Because I think again, Jose knows they're it. not even yeah. they're not even playing Gareth Bale. No, 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 no. Like, I I think Jose is doing exactly what Lampard did his first, Lampard's first season for Chelsea. Lampard went in there. Like, this. my theory about it was Lampard's like, I don't have a team that's actually going to win the Premier League. What we do have a shot at is tournament play. Because in tournaments, it's the best team that day moves on. It's not the best team overall. So I think he was gearing his team up for tournament play. I think Jose Mourinho is doing the same thing. And guys, remember, Chelsea had a hot streak at the beginning. Even with the kids, they had a hot streak, which then tapered towards uh, the middle of the, the season. And then like lockdown was probably one of the best things to happen to Chelsea because it gave us time to heal it regroup and then project restart was better we saw we saw Pulisic, good things go to come crazy. exactly i i don't know son it's going to fall on those two shoulders and i don't think they can last the entire no, season like my, that my my to be honest what would make this season great is if tottenham and chelsea are fighting for the title this season and it all comes down to a Tottenham versus Chelsea game. Like it comes down to our, our, our final meeting with them? Yeah, and, and that game, regardless of what games happen after it, uh, determined who won the league. Yeah. That, that would be a wonderful season to win, especially because you beat one of your, your Ed Legend coaches 
and then you also win the Premier League and possibly win Champions League. Sure. I actually have a higher chance of winning Champions League than the Premier League for Chelsea right now. Uh, I think I do think our depth is strong to win the Premier League. I just don't. I think the start of the season kind of hurt us. Um, we dropped points that we shouldn't have. Which could come back to bite us. We don't know yet. We don't know how it turns out. But it could come back to bite us. Yeah. But we'll move on to Liverpool versus Wolves. Liverpool, I'm. you know what, Liverpool fans? I'm happy for you. You got a 4-0 win over Wolves. And now you're again talking about how you're the best team in the in the league. Yeah, it, even with your injured players, you're. I love it because week after week, I, I was actually on a, a conference call with a Liverpool fan today, and he was talking about how they were uh, possibly uh, still going to do very well this year and even take the league. I don't see it, but you know what? Keep thinking the way y'all are thinking. Um, I enjoy watching y'all. Uh, get destroyed at the end of the season yeah i mean this honestly to me liverpool beating wolves 4-0 is the same thing as manchester united beating uh west west ham, Bra- uh, west ham yeah through uh what four four to one or something like that like it it's cool like wolves are definitely not they're not playing in all like I don't know what's wrong. I mean, that team has potential. Like, there's th- this team, that Wolves team is kind of coming off to me as probably um, like a Queens Park Ranger. This team that was, I mean, with less with less spending, this Queens Park Ranger, they bought all these players and they bought all like the best B list players of these top teams, thinking that they were going to create like a B league soup like B lister uh, Galacticos, and it didn't pan out. I don't know if that's what's happening at Wolves because I think the individual components are good. He's only buying from one country, which isn't necessarily a it isn't a bad thing. I mean, again, Jimenez being out. If does he even have an English player that starts? Uh, I think Connor Cody maybe that starts. Yeah, I mean, he started that game. Uh, I mean, most of it is uh, Portugal. <laughs> I mean, the Iberian Peninsula, like because Adama is, is is representing Spain. So and then and then Raúl Jiménez was Mexico. Like basically, if you are if you speak Spanish or Portuguese, you got a you got a chance at the, you got a chance at Wolves. At Wolves. Um, but again, kudos to you. Uh, the best part about four zero Liverpool is that I didn't get to hear Klopp complain as much although he kind of did saying like oh it's up to all about our youth our youth are really saving us right now it's like just give up this narrative dude like i'm, I'm enjoying the narrative though Klopp, because this is the first time that i could say that i'm not a Klopp fan because really you're looking very whiny right like you're looking like a team that lucked out at winning the Premier League and you don't think you're ever going to do... Like, you don't have that swagger. Like, it doesn't matter think, how many injuries I have. I think, like, I think Klopp realized what I think all fans should realize. I know Liverpool fans will never admit it. Liverpool won last year because of how weak the Premier League was. Correct. Again, Chelsea was nothing but youth 
and had no transfers they could do. We had a transfer ban. Man City just dropped the ball. They had the best roster just dropped the ball. Tottenham was not not seen that entire season. They were in eighth. Arsenal was barely like making it through the season, and then they yeah. they. So at the at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're just you're not the greatest team ever. <laughs> if you could just admit that you're not the greatest team ever, you might start winning games again. You I think that's the you thing won't is. Let it go. <laughs> You're not. You'll never be considered the greatest team ever. And Van Dyke, you'll never be considered the best center back of all times. Yeah, like somebody tried, somebody put something online that it was like, oh, uh, uh, Van Dyke is the greatest uh, uh, center back to play in the Premier League. Everybody sit down. It even called out like, John Terry, sit down. And it's just him with his trophies. Uh, Van Dyke's four trophies, and then somebody clapped back with a, basically a full CV of John Terry's accomplishments and John Terry's photo with the Chelsea trophy cabinet with all the trophies that he won under the Chelsea team. And let's just say it's way more than four. <laughs> it, it, it's a lot more than four. It's a lot more than four. So I, I'm like, I'm gonna be. I'm very honest. Like, even if you. Too much you, hype. Too if much you hype. say the best center back in the, you say you're the best center back in the world. Okay, there's a Sergio Ramos. Yeah. There's there's John Terry. Yeah. I, there, I, there's a list. Maldini, uh, Maldini, like like of the a, past of the past. Yeah, yeah. There's a list of probably at least twenty people ahead of you. Thiago uh, Silva is better. Like overall, if you think about like your like who won, who won right? Like again, calling yourself the best center back in the world, you have to win, and yeah. your defense has to be perfect. We were the blue wall. I never heard anybody call you the red wall. Yeah, none. And here's the thing: when people try to say like, "Oh, well, you know, it's one player can't win the game." Here's the thing. This is what I'm going to say. He, Virgil van Dijk, because he plays as a center back, he's in a precarious position because he can, if he's the greatest of all time, right, he should be able to at least guarantee that you don't lose. He can't guarantee that you'll win because he can't, I mean, he can't score goals. Um, I mean, John Terry did. John Terry scored a lot of goals as a center back. Um, I venture to say more than Virgil van Dijk, but somebody can call me out. Go ahead. But John Terry scored. But again, center backs, they're not going to guarantee you that they're going to win the game for you. But they can at least make it so that you don't lose. So Kurzuma they, could. That's true. Kurzuma, you know, he's got headers. He does. I, oh. John Terry had headers. Yeah, that, that was the best part about that game. Uh, Speaking of uh, good games, where was... Man, why couldn't Danny Ings show up last week? Southampton plays Brighton. Danny Ings comes out, scores. Yeah, he's got his old, he got it. No, no, but like he didn't get to play the previous game where they could have, you know, helped us out a little bit. <laughs> but yes, I mean Southampton. Kudos, Danny Ings keeps scoring. Game of penalties on both ends. Uh, Brighton. You're your Brighton. Yeah, I mean, 
I can't remember if uh, Lamptey was playing. Yeah, he he is, and you see that they're um, that's why that's why I don't remember. They're playing him. I mean, he's like they have him in like a wing back position. I'm assuming, or he's more of a actually a winger. Like they've moved him out of out of a, a wing situation. But I I think they do have him as a as a wing back in that. But Brighton's formation is so weird. Yeah, I mean Danny Welbeck again, nothing. But hey. Before we before we go to the end of this episode, I do want to bring up um, uh, the the overall standings uh, again. Tottenham first with twenty four points. Liverpool is second with twenty four points. Uh, goal difference uh, just slightly below Tottenham. Chelsea's in third. Leicester's in fourth. Fifth is Southampton. Sixth is Man United. Man City is seventh. And then rounding off the eighth is West Ham right now. I do want to also bring up again, Arsenal is in 15th with only 13 points. Guys, next week, or next weekend also, just a little shout out. I don't know, I don't think it's going to be the game of the weekend, um, but I feel like if you want to see goals, I would catch this game out. Man United, Man City. Man City wins. I think that's the end of all of them. I do. I, re- I really do. If not, if not, if Ollie stays after a Man City thrumping, I'm going to just shout it out from the rooftop. Man City will spank Man United. And Ollie stays. I, I'm going to clap my hands to the Glazers. I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for giving me Christmas early because you guarantee that I don't ever, I don't have to worry about Man United. I can worry about other opposition, just not them. Uh, but guys, again, that is a, another episode. And Frank, we trust. And keep it footy. Y'all.